0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Couch Call Up. I'm Brad, and this is a Manny. And, uh, you yeah.
1: finally did it!
0: I did it. I finally did it. I said, you know what? She's not going to do it, so I'm going to do it. I'll introduce you.
1: <laughs> Your better half.
0: You're, yes. Ball and, and chain. If you're listening to this, you'll realize that we've released it on Thursday and not our typical Tuesday, because it was the day after Christmas, people.
1: Yeah, but not only that, I've been, like, hardcore struggling with the flu. Yeah, you have. I have the immune system of like a aristocratic small child <laughs> before vaccines. Oh my God. And I've been down for the count. But the worst part about the flu has been losing my taste and smell.
0: Yeah, that has been really bad.
1: Like for a plus-size woman,
0: Bro, you're not plus
1: size. Okay, whatever. A mid size woman.
0: It's like you're normal sized?
1: We call that mid size now. That's oh, okay. like a whole thing That's a whole on thing? TikTok.
0: Okay, so normal sized women are, what are they called?
1: Mid sized.
0: For a mid sized what am I that is a man? Am I like a. So
1: no one cares about men. Okay. Let's be clear. Okay. TikTok community doesn't care about men. I was the just curious. Size. Okay. Okay. But mid sized is like anywhere from a size. 10 okay. to like a 14 16 because you're not big enough to be plus size like you don't you can't buy anything from a plus size store yeah but you're always like oh should i get a large at a regular store is that gonna fit so yeah that's called like mid-sized okay so anyways for a mid-sized woman okay who loves sweets Losing your taste of losing your sense of taste and smell sucks. Like I I had COVID and didn't lose my taste and smell. But the flu, man, took me out.
0: Yeah, and like I don't even remember when it happened because like I just remember you being like, I can't taste anything. I'm like, Really? You're like, No, like I literally can't taste anything. It tastes like nothing. <laughs> and like I feel I, so bad for you. Cause... I was
1: like, I know it's sweet. Yeah. But that's it.
0: Well, like, I just it feels like I forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. And you're like, I can't taste. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. You can't taste right now.
1: It makes life so dark.
0: Yeah, because, like, for Christmas, we went to my mom's house. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is good food. And you're like, I can't taste anything.
1: This guacamole tastes like mush.
0: This is... Uh, you're you're uh, you said you're a texture person now, yeah, you like texture I was like,
1: oh man, this macaroni and cheese slaps' this texture,
0: <laughs> no, yeah, and like it's just been
1: it's been a cruel joke to lose it around the holidays because I love to bake, yeah, and I didn't get to taste. Anything that I made.
0: Your lemon loaf yeah. you were so proud of that you yeah. couldn't taste.
1: I gave that pioneer woman a run for her money, I'll tell you what.
0: It was a good lemon loaf.
1: Yeah. It was good. Yeah?
0: I stood up. I uh, stayed up last night eating the last of it.
1: Like a little Nutri-Rat that Yeah, just wore. sitting in
0: the kitchen slicing pieces like, oh, yeah, I'm going to eat all of it. And then before I knew it, I was like almost slicing my finger because I'm like, oh, wow, it's gone.
1: So that actually reminds me of Sex in the City, the TV show. Yeah. Where Miranda makes a chocolate cake and she's like, I'm just going to have a little bit of it. And she cuts like these tiny slices, but she keeps going back for more until the whole cake is gone. And then there's like one slice left and she finally throws it in the trash.
0: Have you ever done that before?
1: I feel like I have.
0: I do that all the time. At some point. (laughs) Pizza. Pizza. Pizza's perfect. I don't I just, you don't cut your own pizza slices up. Well, like, I'm like oh, I'll have one small slice. you know, only one small slice. And then it turns into like I'm throwing away the box of pizza cuz I just had the whole pizza. And I'm like, "Well, that happened."
1: I'm like that with a like a chocolate bar. You know, like those little squares are suggestions. Yeah. You're going to eat the whole bar. I don't trust anyone who can eat like one square of chocolate. And put it away and eat off of it for like two weeks.
0: That is discipline. No. It's like.
1: No, it's not.
0: Uncanny level.
1: No, it's not. How is that not discipline? We call that the Ozempic diet.
0: Oh, oh my God. If I hear someone ask you if you're on Ozempic one more time. (laughs) Just just a side little note here. No, she just lost her taste and smell. (laughs) Manny has been like. Dropping weight, you know, which you really haven't. You've been lifting weights a lot more. You're yeah. starting to see a lot of progression. And I swear, like, every time we go to, like, go somewhere, we meet someone we haven't seen in a while, their first question is, Oh my God, you look so good. Are you on Ozempic?
1: Are you on the weight loss shots? Yeah.
0: And it's just like, Ah, oh, man. They don't ask me that because, you know, I look the exact same. <laughs>
1: but, but yeah, like, I feel like losing my taste and smell. Yeah. Like the amount that I've been, like, Eating That's at, like like, holidays, diet. yeah, I'm on the Ozempic diet right now. Yeah,
0: because, I mean.
1: Like, th- why are you spending money on these shots? Just go, like, lick someone's cup that has the flu, <laughs> and just, you're good to go. There you go. You
0: got the diet for at least a month, you know?
1: <laughs> Don't you put that oh, on God. me. Oh, God, I'm
0: at two weeks. I'm at two weeks.
1: Do not week. put that on me. A week.
0: A week Swear. and a half. No, yeah, well, it just, like, in that, you know, we have family members on them. We won't disclose names or anything. But in it's just kind of like, okay, like, you never heard of, like, like what happened to the gym? The old-fashioned, go to the gym.
1: Well, you know what's crazy is because you know I'm a hypochondriac. Like, yeah. I will self-diagnose myself on WebMD. Yes, you will. And uh, I started looking up this lack of taste and smell. And yeah. the biggest warning was make sure you're eating enough. Yeah. Make sure you have the proper nutrition even when you lose your taste and smell because It's really easy to just stop eating because, you know, you can't taste or smell anything. There's no, like, pleasure in eating food, right? Yeah. So I was wondering, like, do they put that warning out to people who are on those weight loss shots? Because if you're not eating, like, nutritious meals with, like, protein and carbs and fats and fruits, like, you're going to become malnourished and that's a bigger risk.
0: I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and I will say from just witnessing uh, some of the people that we know, and not even people that we know, like, directly, but mm-hmm. just kind of outside looking in, like, they, it's obvious. Yeah. They have, like, they look frail. Like, yeah. When you look at some of these people that are on, t- on these shots, and even people that have, like, uh, like, I'll follow, like, there's, like, a couple podcasters I've listened to who are on them. And a huge like uh issue is that like you like basically you can't hold muscle. Yeah. So you're yeah, you're losing a bunch of weight, but you're basically becoming a skeleton.
1: Yes, because weird. they're not warning you that you need to still have proper nutrition to like sustain yeah. life.
0: Yeah, which in and that being said, it's almost like why well, even take them just to learn to uh. you know?
1: I feel like for some people like who have like diabetes or I mean their weight is going to cause yeah. them to have heart trouble. Get on it 100%. for whatever, six months, like a limited amount of time, change yes. your habits and then wean yourself off.
0: In, exactly. And I don't want to I don't want to like confuse anything here. I'm not saying people who need it don't need to take it. I'm saying I'm saying people who weigh like two hundred pounds and they're like, I want to get down to one eighty and they're on it.
1: Man, they don't get down to 180, they get down to like 120.
0: Exactly, and that's terrible. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know, it's for me, I think a solid weight loss every month is like 5 pounds to 4. That's like, you're really pushing it. Yeah. You're like, you're kicking butt in the gym.
1: I mean, it's it's just, it's getting to the point where it's almost like modern day anorexia, which is scary. Yeah. You know, because that has a lot to do with malnourishment too. You know, you start losing your hair, you start getting sick more often, things like that.
0: Yeah, I'm like I'm already like I struggle sometimes to tie my shoes. I'm like, oh. I can't do that.
1: What like, does that have to do with anything? Because
0: I don't want to be like, I'm frail, oh my hair's falling out.
1: You are not frail.
0: I'm saying if I was on those, I could be. I'll show you. I'll become frail.
1: Okay. I'll be real frail. Okay. I'm
0: like, Manny, give me half of my egg. <laughs> I'm full.
1: You want me to chew it for you?
0: Yeah, it's been baby burn it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Over my mouth.
1: Okay. Anyways, way <laughs> off topic. Way off topic. But since we're talking about Christmas time and how Christmas. awful it was for me, you know, Christmas time. What was your favorite gift this year?
0: So, I was pleasantly surprised.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we went to my mom's house. We all—it's a tradition. Christmas Eve, we go there, we open presents, and we—I uh, opened up a present. And lo and behold, I saw the number 62. It was a Jason Kelsey jersey. And I'm not going to lie to you. I wore that jersey like two days in a row. Proudly. Yep. And I will have to say, not I know this isn't a sports podcast, but the Eagles did one 33-25. They did win? They won. They won. <laughs> they won. Okay. <sighs> because right. the,
1: the third lost kelsey brother wore the jersey
0: because i wore the jersey i supported them through the game which i really wasn't because i was in here watching harry potter with you but i would like kind of like scamper off and like turn the tv on and see what the game was like oh okay we're winning and like, i'll run back hey babe here's your here's your drink
1: here's your water that you here's can your taste. water
0: that you can you know it's cold liquid <laughs> uh so what was your favorite present your gift
1: i know you're gonna think it was my new balances because they're uh you've been
0: yeah you've been showing those things those off. some
1: real sweet mom shoes yeah they were <laughs> but i fell into the white girl trap of really liking a stanley
0: okay so what makes the stanley so special i want to know that's the question i'm going to ask you
1: honestly i like the straw I'm not going to lie, I like a cup with a good straw.
0: You do, okay.
1: And, I mean, it it keeps your water cold, but so does, like, every other container. Yeah. The handle's convenient. Yeah. But, I mean, there's nothing really, like, magical about a Stanley. It's just a convenient cup until you drop it and it spills everywhere.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, I mean... I feel like with any of those, like those metal cups, anytime mm-hmm. you know, drop them, they like scuff. It's just yeah. terrible. You are like, I okay, get a new one. I have a scuff well, I mean, cup.
1: I have a Hydro Flask too. Yeah, and I feel like that one's good. Like if you are going to take it somewhere, like the gym or yeah. the work or wherever, but you can't really take a Stanley all those places because it just doesn't seem hygienic.
0: We've seen some Stanleys in the gym.
1: Yeah, because the, the straw is exposed. That's gross. Like, it's my at-home cup.
0: No, yeah, I will say, like, you enjoy, like, walking around with it, having it. Like, you know, when we cleaned the house today, you had the Stanley.
1: Drinking it. You're drinking it. staying hydrated.
0: No, yeah, I agree. I just don't know, like, what makes it, like, what made it such, like, a phenomenon? Because it's like every other metal cup.
1: TikTok influencers.
0: Really? That's what it is? Just TikTok influencers?
1: Yeah, they're pretty cups. I mean, they're prettier than most Metal cups.
0: I will say there's a there's like a feminine twist to them. Yeah, I feel like like they yeah. kind of look. They're like if uh, what was the other metal cups that were super popular back in the day? The uh, what are
1: they called? The Tervis?
0: No, there was a name. The Swell? No.
1: I had them. They like, Yeti.
0: Yeti. They're like a mixture of a Yeti meets like an old like. Gla- like a old metal container that holds your coffee meets, like, that one you said.
1: Well, and I think pastels. They have a lot of pastels, a lot yeah. of, like, colors that you could pick from. Yeah, I have a lot of feminine colors. That are pretty feminine, so I think that that's a reason, too.
0: I will say this. I'm ne- I have not seen a guy with a, a Stanley.
1: And they have accessories. Which is odd. They have accessories.
0: Oh, they have accessories, too?
1: Yeah, they have, like, a little uh, bottom foot that you could basically put on it to where it, the bottom won't get scuffed. They have, like, straw caps of, like, all different, like, little characters. That's crazy. They have, like, a little, like, name tag that you could put on it. They have all sorts of things.
0: If y'all didn't know, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Stanley Cups. No, no, it's no, not. Just <laughs> I, okay, I but was just, what
1: I think there's some men who have Stanley Cups because they have, like, versions of the stanley that are not the straw and handle stanley
0: okay so they don't even know they probably think they have like a different brand and it's like oh stanley okay cool whatever yeah that makes sense because i was just curious i mean i just i see these things everywhere now you know if we go to a target jesus it is like a stanley central you go into H E B now, Stanley Central. You got, you know.
1: Yeah, they've kind of like monopolized.
0: It's very odd. The water market. It is so weird. I mean, I'm glad we're hydrated. We're a hydrated, country. I guess we're
1: overhydrated.
0: Yeah. So the Stanley Cup was your favorite Christmas. Party. I thought you were going to say the New Balances. I
1: do love my New Balances though.
0: That's good. Yeah, they were. I mean,
1: I could walk real fast. She was,
0: we we're at Barnes Noble yesterday. She's like, boom, boom. Boom! kuchiga, kuchiga, <laughs> Watch out, New Balances.
1: You know, the older I get, the more I understand like the need of a good tennis shoe.
0: That's true. See, I had, I had, did I have boots on. Yeah, I had boots on yesterday. Yeah, that was nice. like my boots.
1: What does that have to do with a good tennis shoe?
0: Because good boots are better than a good tennis shoe. Unless you have to run.
1: Okay, well, let's go walking. And let's see who complains first. Oh my
0: god, my feet would hurt so bad.
1: Yeah, you're a fragile, <laughs> fragile little thing. Whenever you have to walk,
0: Manny. <sighs> so now we've covered that opening topic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're gonna get into the the real, the real meat and potatoes of this show today. We uh, we decided we we're gonna talk about which I don't even I never think about this mm-hmm. like ever about being an interracial couple yeah because i mean i just don't I'm like oh wow yeah we are and uh i guess that, like this could be our like our, the main topic we're, we're gonna touch on some new year's resolution stuff today as well since new year's is coming up which is crazy yeah i'm ready to get this year over with anyway so uh but yeah so like what was something that made you realize that we definitely were from different cultures
1: meeting your family Meeting my, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I feel like at some point in the near future, everyone will be in an interracial relationship. You know, yeah, hundred percent. It's very rare that yeah you're not.
0: Yeah, no, that's very true.
1: And we're not even in one that's like highly like discussed, right? I'm Middle Eastern and Hispanic. Yeah, and you are.
0: I am as white as they white. come.
1: Very white.
0: I am white.
1: But it was more of like a culture clash meeting your family just because we were raised very different. And it wasn't even necessarily having to do with like our ethnic backgrounds, but more like geographical connection. Your family is very Southern. Yes. And... There was just a lot of like idioms and colloquialisms that I didn't understand. Like, oh, isn't that call- the pot calling the kettle black? I remember thinking, like, what does that even mean?
0: Why are you saying that?
1: But now you know I'm. I know it means you know, you're being a hypocrite, right? I use context clues to figure it out. Yeah. But also, like one of the biggest things was I remember thinking how strange it was that you don't call your parents every day.
0: See, I've gotten better at that.
1: Because I tell you to call your parents.
0: Yeah, for the most part. I would say I talk to my parents at least like twice a week.
1: And I call my mom and dad every single day.
0: No, you talk to your mom and dad every day.
1: Even if my dad's traveling overseas and he's in like Jordan or... Wherever, the West Bank, I call him at, like, because the time difference is so crazy, at least a, a handful of times, right? But if he's yeah. in the States, I talk to him every day.
0: Yeah, and I, I noticed, I remember being really thrown off by that. I remember, like, oh, calling your mom, why? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> so I can just see how she's doing, make sure she's okay? I'm like, okay, that's weird. Okay.
1: Or, like, I talk to my siblings almost every day.
0: Yeah, which I'm trying to get better at that, too, because I feel like, um, because I'm the eldest Mm -hmm. of my siblings, and I try to, like, communicate with them a little more now. For a long time, though, I definitely, because I I moved out of the house at 19, so, and they were all children still, so I kind of moved out and just started life. Yeah. And I kind of, I definitely dropped the ball on, like, being the big brother that needs to be there. For you know s- certain moments, you know, yeah, and I'm try. I feel like I'm I am trying now to be uh, closer. Like my middle brother, me and him are very close. Like I'm trying.
1: Yeah, you're you're trying. I'm trying. But I mean, even things that I kind of notice that we are very divided on in terms of like historical elements. I'm like what? Like nine eleven. You know, me being Middle Eastern. Oh yeah. You didn't fully understand how different it was for me growing up. Yeah. With the last name that I had.
0: It, no, exactly. And I tell people like the story you told me. Yeah. And uh, which I don't know if you want to touch base on that, but I, I mean, I will
1: say that after nine eleven, that was the first time that I somewhat understood racism towards yeah. you know being Middle Eastern.
0: No, yeah, and like, see, like, when you told me that, because I remember 9-11, I was like, Toby Keith came out with the song, uh, he had that Raise Me Up song.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, American Flags, we were just bombing, like, we were America, and yeah. we were going to get ours kind of thing, which, you know, now, especially now, people look back on that, on those wars, and it's like, <sighs> why were, that was, it's touchy. It's touching, you know, and I just, I was taken back by you being like, that time sucked for me. Like, I'm like, oh, what? You didn't have your old Navy American flag shirt walking around? I mean,
1: I still had the old Navy American flag shirt, you know, tradition. But you, I remember you telling me, oh, like that was a time that I felt the most united as an American. And I was like, well, that was the time I felt the most distant as an American. So, I remember that was a big conversation that we had, and I had to, like, explain that to you.
0: That made me, like, my wires trip. I was like, what did you just say? What? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: What, what do you mean? And what then, do you mean? I think something else that, I th- like, I'm not, I haven't really realized it until now was the value of education, you know? And, yeah. In my culture you know, being Palestinian, being Middle Eastern, there's a lot of value on higher education. Going yeah. to school, like, you don't just stop at a bachelor's. You're going to try and get your doctorate, right? You're going to go as high as you can. Yeah. And I remember you being like, why? Like, there was no value for school for you. You're like, I can just work hard.
0: And I'll get to where I want to be. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. I never thought about that way. Uh-huh. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess because, you know, me and you were on the op- opposite spectrum in high school and in my one semester of college. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, you were a all A's, honor roll, like, top 10% student, and I was, like, number 900 of 950. Yeah. You know, of my graduating class. I would have been disowned yeah like i didn't i didn't go to school i barely went to school which you know at that time i definitely took advantage of my mother she was a single mom having to raise three other kids so i was like it's fine i'm working at least i'm going to work Working 40 hours a week you know so yeah that's true i never thought about it that way and in like looking at t my family doesn't look at education the same way yours does Mm -hmm. you know i think i definitely now um Due to just education being so expensive, uh, my family's like doubled down on the. Why do you need that paper? <laughs> you yeah, know?
1: go go do a trade. Go be a
0: trade. Yeah, go do a trade.
1: Or like go get a job and gain experience that way. Yeah. which I think there's value in that as well.
0: Which you know I did. You know I, I did accomplish what I wanted to. I made it into corporate America without without an education. Yeah. Um, but I will say now being with you and um just. Witnessing the hard work you put in into your education, it makes me value it a lot. Yeah, you know. And when we do decide to have a kid, I want our kid to go to school. I want them to have an education.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I think being with you, it's made me realize that there's different ways to get educated.
0: You Most know, definitely. and
1: not always are the same. Right? It's not yeah. always going to be that that path that's already been trodden by so many.
0: Yeah, and in. And... That's something I guess I never thought about is, you know, because I started in, in the industry. I mean, I won't say what it is or anything. But I started at 19 years old.
1: Doing manual labor. Doing manual labor. Yeah.
0: You know, and I remember being like, oh, I want to be in the office, <laughs> you know. And then I got there at 24. Yeah. And then once I got there at 24, it was just kind of like sky's the limit. And then once I got to a certain position, I'm kind of like, I want to go back in the field, (laughs) because that seems so much more easier. It's
1: kind of crazy that you've lived an American dream that so many people can't attain today. Have you ever thought about that?
0: I have not, no.
1: You know, people are always like, oh, the American dream is dead. Yeah. But you've lived what a lot of people once considered the American dream. Yeah, In terms of, like, working your way up, I mean, being able to purchase a home, it's crazy right now. But you really have.
0: I never thought about it that way. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I guess for me, I always I was always looking at because I always looked down on myself. Yeah, due to not having education. Yeah, like that was always you know because that always to me was like people's label for like oh that person must be smart, you know. So I always looked at myself as like I am more so an idiot than that person because they have a degree. Mm -hmm. And um, I think once I. Uh, got into the once i worked my into, worked my way into the offices and started working in an office position and started moving up in that way and having to deal with these people that are labeled as smart, I realized okay it's all pretty they just they went to school, yeah, you know I was getting education in a different way,
1: yeah so so kind of going back to our original topic yeah wh- like was there anything about me or my culture that shocked you or was like oh that's strange
0: um there's a couple okay there's a couple. it's more food based okay yeah no Ooh, i mean i what? love i love the uh the cuisine of your people now of my people which which people,
1: people? the, the well, mexican side obviously or the middle east middle eastern <laughs> side the mexican
0: side we live in texas like well,
1: we have some good Tex Mex. yeah
0: i mean obviously but no i remember like yogurt plain yogurt because you put plain yogurt with like chicken you put it with uh meat
1: yeah and stuff and you make I, a I sauce like, out of it
0: yeah you make a sauce with, you know and i remember being like what <laughs> like, what is wrong with you You know, I I didn't tell you that. I've only
1: ever had vanilla or strawberry yogurt.
0: No, yeah, no. What? That's exact,
1: yes. (laughs) I legit didn't. You had never tried plain yogurt. No. No, I had no idea. You pulled it off. I was a shelter child. You pulled it off. Yeah, I was like,
0: oh yeah, yogurt. Yeah, I ate it like it was nothing. I was like, this is great. But no, I would say like your use of yogurt. Okay. (laughs) Really threw me off. Uh, And olive oil.
1: Oh, my God. I love olive oil. Like, good olive oil? Yeah. Man.
0: Like, I never used olive oil to cook with.
1: I remember that. You cooked with butter. Yeah.
0: I was a butter person. Because that's what... I mean, it's a southern thing. You cook with butter.
1: It's an American thing. It's an
0: American southern thing.
1: Yeah. You did. You used to cook everything in butter. And I was like, why don't you just cook your chicken in olive oil? I remember that conversation. We were like 19. Yeah.
0: And I was like, What?
1: And I was like, it's so unhealthy to cook with butter. <laughs> I remember Obviously that. my Obviously, I like butter, right? Yeah,
0: you like butter, but. <laughs>
1: like, you're not going to, like, eat a biscuit with olive oil, but, yeah. But I, I really, that. yeah,
0: I never, like, I mean, it, it blew my mind. I was like, olive oil? Now, I love olive oil. Now yeah, you
1: basically, like, bathe in olive oil. I drink oil olive
0: oil now. <laughs> I have a one brand I buy, and that's it.
1: Yeah, you're very particular.
0: I ref- like, I could be, I could have my last, if someone gave me $20, what?
1: I was, never mind. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. I was going to say,
0: if someone gave me $20, I said you have $20 to make your meal. 12 of those dollars are going <laughs> towards olive oil, because I already know what brand I'm getting. That's the one brand I buy.
1: So, something else that I'm just now remembering that took you for a loop was the family style Eating.
0: Family style, yeah.
1: Because you don't like to share, and I remember when you met my grandmother, my theta, <sighs> you just kept getting served more and more and more food.
0: I was so, oh my god. Okay, so yeah, we went to California to meet, or uh, it was my first time to meet her theta in person, and her, also her dad in person. So we went to California, and I was not prepared for the amount of food that sweet woman was going to give me and uh she was making like like when we got there like we got on we we got to california we uh we got home you know we said hi to everybody we talked for like you know an hour or two and then we went to bed well the morning uh that next morning i still remember she was making these meat pie, like, these little meat-looking, like... It looked like a cookie, but it was meat-based. And then she had... uh it's called Zata. Zata? Is that right? Zata? zatar. Yeah. She had that, and, like, she was like, oh, you like them? And I... They were awesome. So I just kept eating them, and then she just kept giving them to me. Well, yeah, I was she like...
1: she was uh, making the mincef, too.
0: Yeah. And that was, like, breakfast time. So I was, I mean... I was stuffed.
1: And just for the listeners who don't know, I mean, I think a lot of people just pronounce it za'atar. Za'atar. It's It's like a seasoning with like sesame seeds and a lot of like herbs. So good. You usually dip your bread in oil. Yes. And then dip it in the za'atar. Yes.
0: Yeah. Or you do like a mix of that and yogurt, (laughs) mix it up, you know what I'm saying? So good.
1: Okay.
0: So good. But I was, um, that day.
1: I remember. uh Uh-huh. Like. I prepped you prior. You did. I was like, you cannot refuse food.
0: You did say that, and I didn't know the the extent of that. <laughs> I thought, oh, of course, like, I'm a big boy. I'll be fine. No, it's not fine. No. Your dad just would make me some, make me food, and I would have to eat it, and I would be so full.
1: And he'd make you seconds- and thirds. Oh my
0: God! And then
1: and four. And then afterwards, you know, it's a belief in the Middle Eastern culture, or at least in my family, <laughs> that there's a special place in your stomach for desserts. Oh my God! Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if you're full because that part of your stomach isn't dictated by how full you are. I know. Because mine it makes you happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and that's the thing too. And I think that too, like the. How y'all eat, like, y'all eat, like, a hearty breakfast, right? No,
1: nah, it's not really hearty. Like, breakfast is usually really fresh. It's fresh. And you have, like, a lot of, like, options. Like, yeah. you have, like, multiple plates. Like, you'll have a family-style plate, just sliced tomatoes, mm-hmm. and then, like, a giant omelet for everyone to, like, Yeah, eat off of. of. Yeah. Uh, you'll have hummus. You'll well, have uh, the lebne, You'll have cheese and you'll have the arabic bread the pita bread to eat with
0: well then like
1: but, go, di- but lunch is the main
0: let's say that's you, you, you eat like a more later lunch it's like four no, three.
1: it's like three it's like three I mean, it's lunchtime it's, it's normal that's like, yeah,
0: around like 2 o'clock yeah and that's like the main meal
1: mm-hmm, that's the hearty meal And
0: that was like the test of my um <laughs> stamina
1: resilience
0: resilience to eating because I just remember how full I was and mm-hmm. just how it, your grandmother just kept giving me food. And I just had to eat it because she was like, you like it? I'm like, it's so good. She's like, I have more. I'm like,
1: and you can't say no. Oh my God, and you okay. have to finish your plate. And
0: I did. I clean. was stuffed. <laughs> I remember how full I was. And like, I like just had to go sit on the couch and just like sit there and just.
1: And the reason we eat such a hearty lunch is because it gives your body time to digest.
0: Yeah, because dinner's light.
1: Yeah, dinner's very light. It's a lot like breakfast where it's yeah. just something small, maybe a sandwich or, you know, you might have some fool the beans.
0: Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah,
1: too. or like a salad. It's very light. Yeah. And so if you eat a heavy meal for lunch, you have time to walk it off, right? I mean, the Mediterranean diet, there's a reason why so many people lose weight on it Mm -hmm. because it tells you to do that. Like, your main course will be your lunch. And it's going to be heavy, but it's going to sustain you so you won't want anything heavy for dinner.
0: That's so true, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah.
1: And then for dinner, usually I would just polish off like a half a watermelon, you know? polish
0: off yeah you (laughs) love yeah you love watermelon it's like wild fruits and vegetable y'all are yeah yeah that's something i noticed like you love like a cucumber tomato onion salad oh
1: yeah
0: you'll eat you'll eat that
1: up (laughs) will
0: or like you know tabbouleh that's i mean that's literally what that is it's like a cut up
1: salad parsley yeah barley man
0: yeah no okay i mean was there anything like that that threw you off with with my family
1: Oh yeah. Really? Yes.
0: Okay, okay. Please enlighten so, me.
1: Before I met you. Okay. I had never had like real southern cooking. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much like indigestion I <laughs> would have <laughs> because I like it. But I just remember if we were going to eat at your mama's, your grandmother's, or your mom's house, like I would have to fast. <laughs> because I had to, like, make room, mentally prepare for the amount of food. Yeah. And uh, the gumbo, that was the biggest shock factor for me because I had never had gumbo. And I didn't realize that you put potato salad in the gumbo.
0: Okay, that is a choice. You don't I have know, but to. I had
1: never seen that.
0: Oh, that's true, yeah. Come think about it, yeah.
1: So that was one thing. And then crawfish. I love crawfish now. Mm -hmm. I was shocked watching y'all eat crawfish for the first time. (laughs) It is like the Last Supper, when they have these long (laughs) tables with like, trays lined all the way down, and they just like, alright guys, line up, get your crawfish! (laughs) And it's just like, the greatest way to form like a bond with people is to sit there, and break a crawfish. You know? That's
0: no, it's true. Like you're sitting there, like you can have a, like a nice cold drink, you can have a beer, yeah. you can have a tea, whatever. Just hang out and talk.
1: But it's also like that's how you see who's down.
0: Who's the realist?
1: Yeah, who's the realist like you know, is it the girl that her uh, boyfriend's peeling the crawfish for her?
0: That's what I want to talk. Yeah. If you are a woman or a girl, <laughs> you know, if you're younger and you are having your boyfriend or husband peel your crawfish for you.
1: You better man up.
0: You better man up, or you better expect some papers pretty soon. You better safe, uh, okay?
1: pull so you yourself I mean. up from your Boudreaux bootstraps and start peeling that crawfish yourself.
0: Yeah. Pull yourself up, pull from your waders yeah. you used to go duck hunting, Uh uh-huh. and you need to start peeling your own crawfish.
1: I remember you were like, do you want me to peel it for you? I was like, no. Show me how to do it, and I can do it myself. And I mean, I was so slow at first yeah like you were getting you were pounding down like pounds of crawfish and i was still on my first tray i felt so like rewarded at the end
0: it's pretty good
1: you know and so that was a shock for me i had never dealt with that and then you know not realizing that even after you wash your hands the spices no oh the spices have seeped into your skin no, yeah, and if you rub your eyes, you are it's blinded.
0: Yeah, it's gonna burn for a while.
1: Yeah, so that was another thing. Um, and then seasoning in general, like the Cajun seasoning, the Slappy Mama, the Tonys, like I love that seasoning. Yeah. That was a big shock for me because I didn't realize it was as salty as mm-hmm. it actually is, and you a, a little bit goes a long way.
0: It's true, it does. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you like your crop spicy though you pour like almost the whole thing in there.
1: but like not about food but something that always took me by surprise with like not just your family but like american culture yeah because i moved here when i was five
0: yeah so i mean you're
1: yeah just that culture versed, uh man. was like the american smile which is where <laughs> you smile at everyone even if it's that awkward like closed mouth smile yeah. at a grocery store because you made eye contact with someone yeah i was not used to that because you know i was born in saudi arabia and lived in jordan for the first five years of my life mm. um usually you don't smile at strangers like if you make eye contact at a grocery store or in the market you just keep going you know if you know someone yet yeah, smile if you see a little kid and they're cute, yeah, smile. But you're not going to see grown adults smiling at grown adults that they don't know. Smiles aren't for strangers, they're for acquaintances.
0: Like family? Yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say I definitely did that for a long time.
1: But I kind of adding to this.
0: I'm listening.
1: Because I never did that, I feel yeah. like people perceive me as being like, Standoffish.
0: I could see that, but I mean, even but nowadays, like when I go to the store, go to the grocery store, and in public, no one really does that anymore. Like the fake, oh no,
1: it, I mean it's kind of you know? changed. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I'm Americanized now. Like when I'm at the grocery store, I've white person smiled lots of times.
0: Have you really? I've never, of seen, course. You. I've never seen you. Never seen I get
1: like awkward, and I'm like, uh-huh. oh hey, Carol. Can I get to that rice? As I purse my lips in a downward smile, <laughs> you know?
0: See, I don't. I'm just like, I look mean. I look mad.
1: No, you don't.
0: so mad.
1: You're like a Care Bear.
0: Okay, I look like a mad Care Bear. Sad Care Bear.
1: But that is, that's something I, I wasn't like accustomed to, how friendly yeah. your family was.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like how I get like, well, how they start off friendly. Like, how yeah. it's like that's the base. Like it's already friendly. It's not yeah. like you have to get to know you kind of thing.
1: And my family is very much so. We have to get to know you.
0: I, I don't think so.
1: I mean, how many times did you talk to my my dad on the phone before you even met him?
0: No, that's true. That is true. You
1: formed a relationship with Baba before.
0: That is true.
1: <laughs> before met I met
0: him. him, and then when I met him, it was.
1: You wore a like shirt that said "You're my best friend" with his name on it.
0: I did, and so many people ask me, who's that? I'm At like, the
1: airport? Yeah, I'm
0: like, it's my father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember that. It was funny.
1: But y'all have, like, the cutest relationship now, which is so odd, because I never thought that my dad would, like, love the person I'm married to. Would accept me? Yeah, yeah, because I always felt like there was an expectation for me to marry someone Middle Eastern. Yeah. You know, and... it it was really sweet and refreshing to see y'all become like little besties, you know, and he calls you son and it, it's sweet. Yeah. You know, and I think that's something beautiful about interracial relationships mm-hmm. is that you get to learn from each other and you get to grow and future generations get to reap the benefit of anything that you've gone through.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. And I mean, I don't because know. Because I... my
1: parents were in interracial relationships. Yeah,
0: that's true. i about to say, I mean,
1: yeah. yeah, my mom is Hispanic. Her parents were a mixture of Spanish and Mexican. I mean, she grew up in Texas. Yeah. And my dad came here from Palestine. Well, he went to school in, in the UK, and then he came here. And yeah. I mean, that had to have been really difficult for them to adjust in terms of Culture standard stereotypes when they were together in like the '70s and '80s, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean they, they were like a kind of pioneering a new way, in a yeah. sense. You know,
1: when people I always ask me all the time, "How'd your parents meet?" That was like such an uncommon, yeah, converse, like a pairing, and I just like to tell them the disco.
0: And that's what they say, the, the disco.
1: That Saturday night fever really got every them time. going. <laughs>
0: yeah, every time. I'm like, oh, my God.
1: They met at the White Rabbit Disco.
0: But I would say, though, I think, you know, going back to what you are saying, I think I was I was definitely surprised how warm your dad was to me at first, even. Yeah. I remember I was super nervous to meet him. like Because whenever the pandemic hit, yeah, uh, you and him were talking on the phone a lot. Y'all reconnected. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember you started to FaceTime him. Yeah. And you were like, hey, would you like to meet my dad? I'm like, (laughs) sure. (laughs) Then you meet your dad, your grandmother, your brother and sister. Yeah. You know, and it kind of, it was really cool because like literally fast forward, you know, nine months later, we're going to see them in California. Yeah. And, you know, or not even like. Six months later,
1: I think the sweetest thing that you said was, "I understand you so much more." Yeah. Now that I've met your dad and your grandmother.
0: Well, because you favor them so much. Like <laughs> if, like seriously, if someone saw the pictures of your Aunt May, yeah, like you look like a spitting image of her. Like she just so everyone knows. I don't, that. I don't know. A Manny looks nothing like her mother. <laughs> like, I
1: look nothing like my siblings. You look either. like your
0: siblings, and you look like you came from different parents. I know. I mean you look like you came from your dad. And then they look like they came from your mom. Yeah. And
1: I think me and my no. sister favor each other at times.
0: Disagree. Hundred percent. Like hundred <laughs> percent okay. disagree on that one. No, I'm just saying like getting to meet your uh your your dad and meet his whole side of the family, I really understood I understand you more now. Yeah. I feel like and like you and him are so much alike yeah and um like seeing you know the pictures your aunt may and things like that like i remember being like that's your aunt you're like oh that's my that's my my dad's sister i'm like whoa yeah she looks just like you
1: but i, I think it's been like just really a cool experience getting to learn about you know just your culture versus mine And how there's so many similarities at the same time. Yeah. But it's so different, right? Well, I think
0: for me, you know, just in general, like when we first got together, Mm -hmm. I benefited from you because you really opened me up. You you opened me up. Like, I remember I was very closed-minded. Yeah. And then, you know, getting to meet your family and being around you and your family, it's like opened me up even more. And I feel like that's kind of helped me mold me into who I am today. You know, and, and I, I don't think I've ever told you just, that, but I feel that
1: way. Just not to make a serious moment lighthearted, but <sighs> Hit me with it. is that why you feel comfortable growing out your chest hair now?
0: <sighs> You're such a jerk.
1: <laughs> I had to, it was such a, a,
0: such a serious moment. You had to do that.
1: Because when I first met you, you were shaving your chest hair and your back and every hair on your body.
0: I shave my back still.
1: Now you look like a Middle Eastern, Mediterranean, hairy,
0: good-looking,
1: macho man.
0: I'm blushing. I'm blushing. (laughs) but for real,
1: you have a nice beard. (laughs) and you are pretty hairy
0: Uh, yes i do grow a full grow a full beard
1: and i remember asking you like why do you shave your chest like is there a reason and you were like i don't like hair
0: because it was like you know when we were growing up (laughs) it was like oh you're 18 and have hair on your chest and stuff that's weird like it was frowned upon
1: like i'm just poking
0: i know i'm just saying like you know back in the day girls when we were in high school like justin bieber he probably still doesn't have chest here.
1: I never liked Justin Bieber. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's another That's, thing, right? I've always yeah. liked myself a big burly You always
0: you like, I was like, Who do you, who's your crush? He's like, Russell Crowe. I'm like, what? <laughs> Russell Crowe from Gladiator?
1: I was like, yeah. He's like, oh,
0: man, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we're good. Uh, we're, we're doing good then. We're fine.
1: <laughs> and now you wear the evil eye.
0: That's
1: I do. another thing that, that you've is.
0: taken. Yeah, I've taken in that. Uh, I totally believe in that kind of stuff. Like, People can curse you and You're just a little stuff. stitious. I'm a little stitious. <laughs> 110%.
1: So that, and then you also have allowed me to do the egg cleanse, which comes from the Mexican culture.
0: That is true. We've done multiple egg cleanses.
1: Yeah. I believe in that too. Yeah. I do believe
0: in that. Like I think, I think everyone, if anyone is listening to this right now has never done an egg cleanse, get yourself an egg.
1: Go on TikTok. Get yourself two eggs. Go on TikTok. Go on TikTok
0: and look up, what's it called?
1: The egg The egg cleanse. The, the, egg cleanse. The, it's the, all about like, uh, ojo, like the bad. Yeah, the ojo. bad energy. Yeah.
0: The bad. evil someone, eye. Someone putting bad on you. Yeah. But go Wishing bad on you. And I'm telling you.
1: Life changing. You will
0: be blown away. By the Eklunds.
1: Was there anything on, like, the, my Mexican side that surprised you?
0: Well, no, because, I mean, I grew up. All my best friends. It was I mean, Texas, right? My best friend was Mexican. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I legitimately was the white boy they couldn't get rid of. <laughs> like, I was just at their house. Like, what's up? You I'm got
1: any tortillas?
0: Man. His, so, his <laughs> dad would get so mad at me because I was just like, because I was a grown boy. Yeah. Okay i would get there and he just knew his dad would be like hey Brad how long are you staying for? I'm like I don't know we'll see <laughs> and I would be there for like two weeks you know because we would just so be funny. we'd hang out We'd because we, they had a pool so we'd go swimming and then get out of the pool we'd play Xbox and go play basketball and go you know and we'd have like our 10 friend group
1: uh-huh.
0: and uh, I ate a lot of tortillas and his dad would get so mad at me I would eat so many tortillas he'd be like Where's all of our food? I'm like, I don't know. Gone. That's a good question, sir. I don't know. I don't know, Papa.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, you lived with my grandmother.
0: I did, yeah, For so, a while. Uh,
1: Beatriz. We're
0: giving people little bits and pieces of our story without giving <laughs> yeah. it fully. But, yeah, I did. I lived with your your mother and your grandmother.
1: It, yeah, did anything that they do, like, surprise or shock you? Because, I mean, my mom no. would be... I mean, she watched her novellas, you She know? was
0: hilarious. And, right.
1: um... She had her, like, prayer candles.
0: So, at that time, I was trying to kind of, I was trying to figure my life out. Yeah. And you were in school. You are going to UT. Yeah. So, I was staying at your house, and your grandmother, because I was working H-E-B, working 40 hours a week, so yeah. I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> I would come home with, like, wings or something, you know, and uh, I would rent movies. Red box was still a thing. It still is, but mm-hmm. it was bigger back then. I don't like two movies to watch. them in the living room. And uh, your grandmother's room was right in the living room.
1: Yeah. Right there.
0: And uh, I would hear her novellas going. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'd hear them turn off. And I was like, okay, she's coming. <laughs>
1: she's coming.
0: And here comes Mama V. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, Mama V. I'm watching Olympus Has Fallen. She's like, what's that? Yeah. And I would tell her, she's like, and she would lean on the couch, like she did.
1: She loved dramas. And I mean, those man, novellas really set you up for she,
0: it. I still remember, like, this is a very distinct memory. I was eating wings, <laughs> and she was like, what do, you, what do you got? I'm like, they're wings. I'm like, you want a cup? She's like, <laughs>
1: really? So she sat
0: with me on the couch, and we watched Olympuses fall and ate wings.
1: So I will say that that's something that I think both of our families do well is having like multi-generational families living under the same roof yeah, and taking care of each other. Like it yeah. doesn't matter the ethnicity, race, culture, like that's something that we've all done really, really well.
0: That's true. That's actually a really good point. I never thought about it. That's true.
1: You know, like my family accepted you, your family accepted me. And yeah. if, if there's any, like ever a time where you need to be taken care of, there's yeah. always someone who will take care of you.
0: Well, and they're always there for us, you know?
1: Like so, this thing. last kind of thing I want to talk about... Okay. Um, ...is New Year's. New Year's. We're getting close. Okay. And I want to know what you remember about our first oh New Year's together. Because that was our first real official date. Okay. <laughs> so... Because I think we have different stories.
0: We do. And I know mine is completely skewed now <laughs> because of my um, intoxication level at that time. So I was very nervous to meet a Manny. Like, I had, I, we had gone, like, on coffee dates. We, had,
1: we went on one coffee we date.
0: On, okay. And then it was, like, right into New Year's. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. I was super nervous. And uh, my, my best friend, Hector, he was... Like, hey, man, you'll be okay. You're good. Like, you'll be fine. She she, dude, she, likes you. You're in. man. You're good. You're fine. You know, and he was hyping me up. He's and his, always
1: supportive. He
0: was always hyping me up. And his dad, he was like, are you nervous? I'm like, was, and this is this is the dad who.
1: You and, lived at their house. I lived at their
0: house 24-7. And uh, Hector and Chris are my two best friends. They're both brothers. Um, His dad was like, I know you're nervous. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, let me make you a mixed drink. <laughs> so he get, he pulled my shaker, which I had protein shakes for.
1: That's so gross. It made
0: me mix drinks out of my shaker, and I ended up drinking like four. So I'm I am a lightweight at heart. Yeah. So being that young, of course. So and I tell Manny, hey, I'm coming to pick you up. We'll go to a little New Year's party. Be a good time. Um, the New Year's party was in a garage, and it was very sketchy. Uh huh. And I pick up a Manny, and I am fully intoxicated. I mean, you're talking about I can barely see straight, and I think it's going great. Come on.
1: Yeah, so pause there.
0: Oh, God. Okay.
1: Because, (laughs) let me tell you my version of this. All right. We had made this plan, right? Yeah. I got the flu. You did? And I was sick. Yeah, see, I've always been sick. Always been sick. I always told you that I'm a sickling, but I was sick. And I like toughened it up. I was like, I am going to hang out with this boy because he's cute. And I texted you, I was like, Okay, like I'll be ready. What time do you want to pick me up? And you didn't respond for hours. And you were like, Oh, probably around ten. So I got ready and I was yeah. sitting on the stairs in my sparkly mini skirt and yeah. like sheer going out top. I remember. You're like, yeah, I'm going to take you to this party. I was like, okay, like, sure, whatever, anything for you, right? Uh, And I'm sitting on the stairs. 10 o'clock rolls by.
0: Yeah.
1: Not there. 10.30. Not there. 11. Not there. Finally, you text me at like 11.15. You're like, hey, I'm on my way. We're on our way. And Hector was driving. (laughs) Hector was driving. Because you couldn't.
0: I was yes, and
1: you picked me up. I think I you didn't even come to the front door. Like I had to go to the car. (sighs) Yeah, and I was like, okay, where are we going? And we roll up to a garage, and I was mortified because I was the only one dressed up. To be fair, like you didn't tell me like what our plans were. I just assumed. I did not.
0: I uh, yeah.
1: And. You know, the countdown happened pretty soon after we got there because you you picked me up at 1130. And it was the worst kiss (laughs) ever. Like, the worst New Year's kiss. And I remember telling your mom this story, like, laughing about it years later. And she goes, you know, Brad called me after he dropped you off and said how magical... New Year's was and why it was his favorite holiday because anything can happen on New Year's. <laughs> so, in case okay. you were wondering,
0: yeah, okay, yes.
1: Brad is a romantic, I, he romanticizes his life.
0: I definitely do. <laughs> and I, I mean, it, Hector being Hector was like, you did it. You did it. I still remember. I was like,
1: that's the right. ultimate hype was, man whose birthday
0: is, is on, New on, Year's. on New Year's. So we're celebrating his birthday, and he was hyping me up for, <laughs> oh, my, yeah. And that's so embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. And I like, and that just goes to show, though, sometimes you got to give the, the idiot a chance.
1: Yeah, it does. Sometimes you have to give the guy that is... Not looking too good at that moment. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I remember that night. I still remember because you told me I called you babe over text. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that pissed me off. I'm like, what? You don't like me calling you babe? You're like, you are intoxicated.
1: Yeah. No. The first time you give me a pet name, it needs to be sober.
0: I was like, okay, fine. I was like, I think I told my friends, because we let, we dropped you off and went to my friend's house. And I was like, I think she's mad at me. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Wow. Well, I appreciate you uh giving me a second chance and uh, I think I straightened up pretty quick or yeah, you not did. quickly, but over years. Over years.
1: You know, a lot of people their prefrontal lobes, especially men, aren't fully developed till you're 25.
0: Oh, I'm going to say 26 <laughs> cuz I mean
1: So, you know, I gave you that fighting chance and I'm glad I did.
0: He did. Let me. You let me develop from those seven years. Oh God.
1: Okay, so in true New Year's fashion, what is your resolution? And that's how we're going to end it today.
0: Uh, I think I told you a little bit. I think for me, it's just to be content
1: mm-hmm. and
0: be grateful for what I have. Uh, for so long, and to touch base, touch back on the podcast previously, earlier on in the podcast where I was saying like, I just felt like I kind of like, kept moving up. Yeah. Um, I was ne- I've never been satisfied. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted more. And I think now I'm at that age where I'm just like, I'm, I want to be content. Yeah. Just enjoy life and have a good time. Okay. That's mine. What's yours?
1: So for me, it's about finding joy. Okay. Pockets of joy in every day. That's going to be a goal because I have the tendency to be pretty negative, in case you couldn't tell from the look <laughs> Cringe episodes. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty negative. I'm a pessimist, if not a realist. And being that way can make you kind of see the world as just dismal and dark and you forget to see the beauty in every day. And so it's going to be my goal to find a pocket of joy every day and to reflect on it. And it could be something small, you know, like taking my nieces to the park, right? Or going on a walk with you. That's a pocket of joy. So small things that remind me why life is beautiful, that's what I'm going to try to focus on this year. You know, I feel like it's so easy to pick an easy, simple resolution, like, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to give up sweets. And I think that... That's an easy way out in terms of you're not really working on yourself because eventually that's going to fall off, right? Yeah, it's all... I want to pick something that's going to be a little bit more inverted and introverted in terms of how I see myself and how I see the world.
0: I, that's also um, more challenging, you yeah. know, because you have to, you're con- every day you're working on your resolution. Yeah. It's not, I mean, granted, I know working out, you work on your every day, but you can fall off working out.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, it's
0: easy for me to be like, so, Manny, what's your pocket of joy today? You know, I could totally just throw that at you, you know, when you're having a bad time. Yeah. I like that.
1: And yeah. then, of course, I want to be able to read at least one book that I enjoy every month.
0: You're reading one right now.
1: Yes. For my listeners who are readers, Fourth Wing, it's about dragons, but it's really good by Rebecca Yoros. You need to read it if you love Harry Potter, Divergent, Hunger Games, like that type of book. You will love Fourth Wing, but it's very much so adult fantasy.
0: So, Fourth Wing, what's the second book name?
1: Uh, Iron Flame. Iron Flame. Yeah, I have to go. That's my birthday gift for my sister, so. so.
0: Check those two out. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you have anything else you want to add into this? No, I'm good. You're good. Yeah, well, good. I appreciate y'all checking out uh, Couch Co-op today. And uh, we'll have another episode coming soon of Crench. episode you know, number three, not, official episode number three.
1: Not going against my pockets of joy or anything. Not, yeah, that's
0: going to be hard, doing that with the pockets of joy. But <laughs> we'll still have some time for So, But, uh, again, thank y'all for checking us out. Please uh, follow us on Spotify. Uh, like us on Apple podcast, leave us a review, leave us feedback. Uh, we just appreciate all the listens and all the, uh, support we're getting. So, uh, yeah, we will catch y'all next time on couch Go op